Hi. Hi. This is Jonathan Barella. And Brittany Barella. Bringing to you the 20th episode in the Couple of Mini podcast. Woo-woo, 2 I know it, I know it. I kind of wanted a special guest for this um, episode, but I think it would be cooler if we did like every 25 episodes have a special guest. Maybe. I, I think that there's something there, but I also think it might be fun to do like something for our 21st, you know, and we could like inv- involve alcohol. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, like our little cool. podcast is old enough to drink. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> um, well, I do want to start off by apologizing to anyone listening. My voice is not quite the the noise that you're used to. Yeah, yeah. Britt <laughs> has uh, a sore throat. Yeah, to um, say the least. <laughs> my so actually it doesn't hurt that bad um but my allergies essentially have been wreaking havoc on me or you know what i've actually decided he's yawning so i'll just answer my i won't wait for him i won't pause for his input what have you decided <laughs> um every time that i've tried to take a day off something happens to me physically yeah uh, what was the last time? The last time was pink eye. <laughs> That's true. Yes. And it was like the worst pink eye of my life. Like it <laughs> lasted like a week. It was ridiculous. I don't think I've ever had pink eye. Um, I never had it whenever I was younger and I've had it like twice as an adult. <laughs> this last one though was particularly terrible. On a very windy day, I got like, you you ended up having, like, all day long, my eye had been irritating me, and I couldn't figure out what was in it. Like, I kept rubbing it. I tried to flush it. Like, I could not get it out. And you ended up, at the end of the night, pulling out, like, a little hair and a piece of dirt or something. Do you remember that? And then the next day, oh, I yeah. woke up, and it was, like, all infected. I was like, awesome. <laughs> all right. Um, so, anyways, I my dad and Daphne came in town this last week uh, or this weekend so they were here thursday and friday and i i took off thursday and friday and so naturally i lost my voice thursday friday saturday and now today yeah. um but yeah it's ugh, ugh. so if we end up not going for an hour tonight forgive us it is it is me that is the weak link <laughs> all right so this week we're going to talk about change yes uh change yeah, everyone struggles with it. Everyone goes through with it. Whether it's a struggle or it's a good thing, um, there's a change happening in everyone's life all the time. That feels really overwhelming. I, you know, okay. So I feel like I handle change two different ways. Change at work, I'm really comfortable with. And I think that's just because, like, the nature of my industry, like, we've had consistent change over the years in various ways and at various levels, right? And I think I always, because I always have a say in that change and I play a role in that change, it doesn't necessarily bother me too much. Like, I feel like I have some level of control over it. But then I feel the opposite about our personal lives and change. Yeah, I I am not much for change um, to the point where if I didn't set my phone to automatically update, I would never update my phone because I don't like the changes that hap- that occur. Like, I don't like, you know, the smallest change, like, um, you know, a new stoplight at a busy intersection. I'm just like, this is so inconvenient for me because I'm already used to my ways. I'm already used to things happening at a certain time. And it's not like I'm, you know, I'm I'm okay. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not as punctual as I like to be, but just that I know if I have this time window to be at a certain place, like I can get there. And if something changes, like the new construction downslide, oh my gosh, <sighs> that little bitty change drives me crazy. I feel like any anything that remotely slows you down while driving is a very, very large irritant to you. <laughs> Constant change and it drives me nuts. <laughs> Those those things don't bother me so much. Like I I can kind of roll with the things that like I've already accepted are out of my control. I think what makes me anxious is like big changes in our our home life. Um, you know, like Jonathan uh, changed jobs last year, and he's changing jobs again this year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Last last year. Um, in September, I changed jobs. And then uh, this year, um, starting, well, really technically next year. Yeah. Starting uh, January 3rd, I'll be at Airmark. So that's pretty crazy. Which is exciting. I mean, it, it's going to be a good move. I think it's a, a good move all around. Um, but it is a change. And that change at home, like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. makes me anxious. Yeah, it is It is pretty terrifying. But, I mean, with everything um, that's happening, I think it would be, it's going to be really good um, for the family. Um, and it's really good for myself, you know, professionally. So I'm kind of ready for it. Um, I'm excited with change like this. I get like super pumped, but then like, as I go through that change, I'm like, okay, like, you know, here's like little, not discrepancies, but like, here's little things that I don't like about this change, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, that, and that's true for, for, I think anyone and everyone, you know, I, because change is just kind of a part of our industry. Um, you know, I, I typically am one of the people that delivers the news of change at work and almost every time it takes people like I so rarely get the reaction of like great let's go (laughs) like every you know I've done it hundreds of times at this point they're almost always like okay let me process let me think through it and I'm like okay well I'll sit here and stare at you while you think through that (laughs) like that's so funny um so I think it's kind of human nature to be a little like leery of change. I also, I mean, our children are on a pretty consistent schedule. And so like anytime people ask me to like change that schedule or shift it, I'm always like, huh. <laughs> like it, it takes me time to process that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that. And just, and just like I said, like everything happens at the right time. And everything runs smooth and we know we know that it's like uh like this is what we get when we do this and you know stuff like that yeah i i mean it's just one of those things that i don't know i always like you got to <clears throat> you just have to factor in like what kind of effect that's going to have on your children and the the consistency that they have because and you know some people have even tried to argue with me that it's not a good thing to have your children on a schedule like that um, because, you know, life is full of variables and they need to learn how to roll with the punches. And I, I understand that train of thought. And I think that there is a time and a stage where you develop that. But I think that there is a feeling of safety and consistency, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. 
And so, well, I mean, I would expect you to agree with me because this is what we've designed for our children. But, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is like, you know, they're still really young. And so I want them to feel safe and to know what the day is going to bring for them and for them to be able to anticipate the the things that are going to come next and and what that's going to look like. Um, I don't know. I know for me, like, as comfortable as I am with change, like, I don't, you know, I don't work a job where I go into a desk and I sit and I do the same thing day after day. Literally, very few of my days look like the previous day, right? It's just a very, it's an, it's just that kind of position. I work with humans um, of all ages. And so that means, you know, my needs, where I'm needed and what I'm needed to be doing sometimes alter and change and flux. And I like that at work. Like, I enjoy that. But, yeah. yeah, but when people don't react to something the way that I expect them to or the way that they have consistently shown up in the past, it really throws me for a loop. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that that's understandable. Like, you're expecting a certain reaction. It doesn't happen, so you're like, what the heck is going on? Right, but, like, and not even so much professionally, but, again, like, personally which a lot of the people that I work with are are very close friends and so every now and then whenever they react kind of wonky to something or unexpected I it really really throws me for a loop yeah I I can I see that makes me very anxious like why didn't I anticipate that Ah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah see I think that the anticipation for me comes like okay like what could go wrong I'm your classic like overthinker like i immediately jump to um what's like 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 the worst thoughts like okay like this could happen this could happen this could happen and which makes me not want to not want to make that change happen you know and i think a lot of i think a lot of like my really cool ideas are based (laughs) off of this is going to change this aspect of my life so i'm not going to do it See, I am, I, I too am a worst case scenario thinker, but whereas it kind of like holds you back or it causes you to hesitate, I'm more like, Hey, I already know what worst case is. I already have a plan for worst case. So let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I see that. I, I get that. I think like for me, like that change is like taking the jump on a lot of things, like just, just letting go and doing it. And it scares me to the point where I am not going to do it. But see, I think that where it comes into play professionally, like why I'm so comfortable doing it, is because I have a really, really fantastic team. Like I have a team that I has proven to me time and time again, they're going to show up and they're going to have my back and we're going to do it together. It's not even necessarily about them having my back as it is about we're all working towards the same thing. And so we're all going to do what we need to do to make sure that things are well taken care of. And so I think that that security net allows me to not be as freaked out by change. Like we're in it together. We're going to figure it out. I got you. I got you. That That's cool. So you would say that there's a good change and a bad change, correct? No, I wouldn't. No? All change is good to you? I mean, I uh, I just don't think it's that simple. I I think that there there change that the immediate um, I guess repercussions or the immediate um, 
results might feel positive, but I think no matter what the choice is, no matter where the journey is taking you, like you can always pull something good from it. Okay. So, so yeah, looking on the bright side of things. Yeah. Like that. I like, I get that. Like, you know, last year when I switched jobs, like that change I felt was like really negative, but ended up being like super positive because I was able to spend more time at home with the kids, like able to, able to coach an awesome group of kids in soccer and like able to do a lot of this stuff. But at the time I was like, man, like, how am I going to replace this, you know, financially, this financial stability that we have? Right. I mean, and that's, I think that most change comes with a little good and a little bad, you know, like it, there, there absolutely have been some financial struggles that have come because of the, the job change, but you've also been able to build a really cool relationship with our older two daughters that you didn't previously have, not because you didn't want to have, but because you just weren't here during the week. Yeah. And so I think that that, like, I'll trade that change for... I mean, I'll I'll take that as a win. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I do. I think that any change that you're like, this is terrible. This is gonna be horrible. Like it, it maybe maybe initially it is, but it's you. It's up to you to find the good in it and how you're gonna use it to better yourself and the people around you. Yeah, I, I like that. Did you think there was good and bad change? I did. I thought, you know, good change was going to come off of like, you know, um, positivity, like, like, Hey, um, we're going to move, you know, we're going to make the change from, you know, uh, Ooh, I don't even know. (laughs) I can't, I can't, uh, think of like a good change when we bought our home. Yeah. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna use that as, as an example, but you know, let's say there's a, a group of people out there happy with renting. Like, oh, we were like happy having, with renting for a long time. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, you know, <laughs> but purchasing a new home. So, like, that's a good change. Um, a bad change would be, you know, losing a loved one. Now you have to, uh, you know, change and kind of adapt to this new lifestyle of you not having that person in your life. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel that on a very real level, especially this last uh, year, year and a half, you know, with my man while passing. And, you know, it is, like, selfishly for my own comfort, it really sucks not having her. Like, it's only been probably the last couple months that I feel like I've been able to talk about her again without, without crying, really, you know, because I just, I really do miss her. Um and there's so many, you know, I, I lost my mamaw in the midst of a lot of change happening in our personal lives and in the midst of, you know, having twins and and just a lot of things going on that I really would have wanted her comfort um, and just like her, her ability to tell me everything is going to be okay because, you know, she was kind of that, that person that that's all I needed to hear from her. You know, sugar, it's, it's going to be okay. And then I'd be like, well, of course it's going to be okay because my mom said it was going to be okay. So it has to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like that, that definitely doesn't feel like a good change. But I also know, and I, I know this with everything in me, you know, it is a good change from the standpoint of she was tired. 
she was ready, you know, like she, uh, in the months leading up to her passing away, she had lost her brother. And, you know, when Uncle Joe passed away, I remember my mom saying like, okay, well, I guess I just have to get to this age and then hopefully I'll get to go too. And, and, you know, like she was ready. She was ready to be with her siblings. She was ready to be with my papa again, my Aunt Kathy, my Uncle Jimmy, like, she was just ready like she was tired her body was tired her spirit was tired like she was ready and so from that aspect it's good like the the bad change and the the sadness that I feel are purely selfish feelings you know now do I think she would absolutely get a kick out of the twins yes 110% she would have <laughs> loved that um but you know we can't be with her day in and day out and her day in and day out was really tough, like she was older. And so I do think that <laughs> as as much as that change is sad and hurtful and I guess bad for me as an individual, overall it is good because she's she's free of the human vessel vessel that was causing her pain. Yeah, I, I get that. Like I can get behind, you know, finding the silver lining in every in every uh, reaction for your action. Um, you know, that, that just changed that you think at the time, like, man, this stinks. Like, how am I going to do this? But really just having those small wins, um, to keep that positivity up, you know, we can turn any bad change to good change. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that sometimes you're just dealt a hand that maybe it's not your favorite, right? But it's always 100% up to you what you're going to do with that and whether or not you're going to live in that negativity and the poor me or whether or not you're going to take it and you're going to say, all right, where am I going and what's happening? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> do you think that there's like a, like there's an allowed, allowed, allowed time to say, <coughs> I'm going to just cry a little bit and then and then I'll get on track? Like what's that time? I mean, I don't know. I, so, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> you know, my throat, like, I, I'm really not sick. It's just like, I feel like I constantly have something stuck in my throat. Um, <coughs> so, I think what you're asking me is, like, what I think about is, like, being stuck in the suck. Right? Like, you're just kind of stuck in that place of, like, this freaking sucks. Yeah. Um, and I think how long you stay there, it really just depends on the situation and what you decide, you know, like it, it has taken me a considerable amount of time to really be able to talk about mammal again and not just feel, I don't know. I, you know, I hate to say alone because I I have so many people that love me, including you, obviously, and so I don't think that's fair to say like that I feel completely alone because I don't. I I mean before you finish that I mean I can understand that you know I appreciate you saying you know you have me here like I would like to think that you know I could be someone you you know fall back on but I get it because I will I Mamma understood you on a level that it's going to take me years to get to. I know, you know, we're going on eight years of marriage, but like she saw you grow up. Like she understood you to a level where it's like, 
like she she knew that saying sugar it's gonna be okay that you would really take that you know to heart and say it, it, you're right it is gonna be okay like if you know i said you know it's gonna be all right like there's still that well what if it's not you know what i'm saying right. like she like just her having that emotional spiritual and like just just that connection with you like I can understand you saying you feel alone because now that that person that you have, you know, put that trust in, like, is gone. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it is, it's, you know, for me, it's like that, that was very much so a person that there's just, there's been a lot of change in my life from the time I was really young, but she never changed for me. Yeah. Like, she was a constant. It didn't matter what was going on in my parents' divorce. It didn't matter what was going on in my schooling. It didn't matter what was going on anywhere in the whole world. She was constant. She was consistent. And she was always the same. Like, I always knew what to expect from her. I always knew no matter what I did, no matter wins I had, no matter what failures I had, like her reaction to me would be the same. And so it's just hard to, it's hard to replace that. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't think it is something that's replaceable because, you know, I had 30 some odd years with with this beautiful human that just really showed me what unconditional love was time after time after time. And so that, that is just, it's a special relationship. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. So anyways, like having, <clears throat> you know, losing that, it just, it takes time. And whereas it is easier for me to talk to, because, you know, like my mamaw didn't live in the same town as me, and so I didn't get to see her all the time. Um, but she was, you know, she was still my person that I would call whenever I just needed to know that the world wasn't going to collapse. Um so yeah, I mean it just it it's just going to take time for that to kind of heal, but I do consciously make it a point to like try to talk about her in small ways. Like this is the most I think I've talked about her now since she's really passed. Yeah. Um but it is like making sure that I find ways um to talk about her and being intentional. You know, because it's it's just not an option to not acknowledge that you know what i mean yeah i get it so i don't know i don't know that there's like one set amount of time it's okay to kind of sit in your suck i think that you very much so have to i i think you very much so have to just accept life for what it is and know that changes are going to happen and sometimes there's going to be certain things where you just are going to be sensitive to it for a while. And what that time frame is, I don't know. But I do think that some things, like smaller, simpler things, sometimes you do have to say like, okay, I'm going to pout about this for two days and then I'm going to deal with it. I get it. Right. Like I, this last year, there was a, a unexpected hurtful change in our leadership group. Really out of the blue. And it really, I mean, it hurt my team. It hurt me. Like, there was just like a lot of a lot of feelings there and a lot of hurt and betrayal really 
And I finally had to get to a point where I had to say like, okay, I'm going to allow this to continue to hurt me for this amount of time. And then I'm just going to have to move on. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's just what you have to do. I think so. I mean, that's like, there's only so much that you can let an event affect your life. And I, I understand like everyone's story is different. Everyone has that one thing that's just like, you have no clue what it's like to, you know, go through this, but like, man, it, it's either gonna, you know, eat you up and change you for the bad or, you know, you overcome it and it's going to change you for the good. Do you agree with that? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like I, I often think of like when we were younger, you know, divorce was becoming really, really prevalent, right? In our generation, a lot of our friends' parents, I mean, my parents, they, they got divorces. Do Did you kind of notice that among your classmates, I guess, growing up? Um, I no, I'm from a different era than you. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, it was like, like that wasn't like, I felt like it was like a, like a fab, like someone heard like a statistic on it and then everyone was like, well, everyone's doing it. And then everyone started doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I, I know that there's a lot more that goes into it and, you know, you know, people, you know, grow apart from each other and stuff like that. But like in, in my time, like <laughs> it was either happening, but not talked about. Or I just was oblivious to it because I don't remember. I don't remember a lot. So I, I guess what I was thinking, like along those lines, I, I, gosh, I knew a lot of my friends had divorced parents and my parents were divorced. And I remember hearing things like, well, you know, this kid's just acting out because their parents divorce or, well, you know, they're doing this. Or the kid would be like, I'm just so angry because my parents got a divorce. And I don't know if it's just because my parents, like, that was never an excuse that we were allowed to have. Like, they did a very good job of being like, hey, this just is what it is. Like, <clears throat> you are still expected to be the human that we want you to be. You know, like, it was, if I had ever, like, acted crazy and my, told my mom, like, well, it's just because you and dad got a divorce. She'd be like, no, no. And, you know, it's just, I think that going through that experience, it did it did really drive home to me like you can only control so many things and sometimes change happens around you that you cannot control and so you either can be a whiny baby about it which I mean I certainly like don't get me wrong definitely had some aggression for my parents divorce um or you can just move on with your life and I, I think that that's, if you cannot control it, then all you ha can control is yourself. Yeah. And at that point, you have to decide, like, am I going to sit here and let this define me or am I going to move on and do what I can? I feel you. Um, that kind of answers my the question I was about to ask you. How was it? Uh, what change impacted your life the most? Oh, would, man. Would, would it not be your parents' divorce? Uh, maybe. You know, I I don't know who all this is going to piss off, but my parents did not belong together. Um, I mean, could you even imagine my mom and dad together? <laughs> no, that would be pretty tough. <laughs> right. Like, they just, they they were not a great match. And I, I love my mom, and I love my dad. But I also cannot imagine my family without my stepdad, and I can't imagine my family without my stepmom. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that both my parents went on to find people that were 
much better partners um, and spouses for them and just better fits. You know, it's not, my dad's not a bad person. My mom's not a bad person. They just were not the right fit for each other. Um, and so, yes, I, I mean, that change certainly did impact. I mean, it was, it was a big impact because it, even though everything turned out all right, it definitely was a, a rough couple of years getting there. Um, and not just for our kids also, or for us kids. I mean, it was also obviously like a heartbreak for my mom and dad. Like neither one of them wanted that necessarily, but it's not a bad thing that happened. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. And so like, yeah, I mean, that was a really big change. I That changed a lot of things because I think previous to the divorce, I was like, oh, our family's great. Everything's perfect. Like, do, 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 do. Like, I was a pretty happy, carefree kiddo from what I remember. Um, and then post-divorce, it was like, whoa, where are all these emotions coming from? <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, I think that there's been several changes throughout my life that have really altered the course. I mean, whenever I got hit by the car walking across the street, that changed everything in my life. That's true. And that was very much so for the better, too. Yeah. Like, it sucked. And the immediate ramifications of it, it was not fun. Like, I do not recommend getting hit out by a car while you're walking across the street. But it set a lot of things in motion that ultimately brought me you and the girls and the job that I love. And so, I don't know. Like, I think, again, even though the change might really hurt in the beginning and it might kind of suck... Like, I don't know. Sometimes those are the changes you need to get get in a good place. I think so. I think the change for me <laughs> and it, it, on the same lines because it, there hasn't been much change in my life. And I feel I lived in, you know, growing up, I really only remember living in three houses. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't move around a lot. I lived in Lubbock my whole life, except for the times that I went to Dallas. Um, and those were, like, three, one was probably not even six months that I moved to Dallas. And then I moved back. And then the, the next time I moved out was, like, for three years when I went to film school. But the biggest change for me was, you know, being this broke... uh for hire filmmaker in in Dallas and you know eating a sack of bananas and a jar of peanut butter a week for because I had no money just really just saying okay I don't want to live like this I'm only getting older and I want a family what can I do to move in that direction and I was like I gotta move home to get my bearings under me again to get to get you know, my feet under me and to really say, okay, this is my next plan of action. But in moving home, I met you and, you know, that, that changed forever. So I think me moving home and really wanting to see, really wanting to be the change that I wanted to see was, was what got me here. Well, and I think so many times, especially for, I'm going to say kids, I guess, early adults that move away from their smaller hometowns and they're like, all right, I'm going to go, you know, live in Dallas for, for the particular area we live in. Everybody's like, okay, I'm going to go live in Dallas. Occasionally get like in Austin, but pretty much everybody wants to go live in Dallas. Right. Yeah. And I think that once, you know, we all kind of get out there. Cause I mean, I did the same thing. Like I, I ventured out there too. 
um, you know, you kind of get there and it's like, oh, snap. (laughs) Like, this is not exactly what I, what I pictured this being. And then you think like, there's almost like a sense of shame. Like, oh, if I go back, like people are thinking I can't hack it or whatever. A hundred percent. And I don't think that that's the case. I don't think so either. I don't think anyone cares, especially if they're still living here. Because if they're still living here, they like it. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, good, <laughs> you moved back. Now we can hang out more. Like, right. Like no one. And, and I had I really had to find that out, you know, the hard way too. Because I was like, okay, like I told everyone I was going to you know, go to Dallas for this film school and, you know, be, you know, whatever in film. Wherever they needed me, that's what I'll do. But, you know, I wanted to work in the industry but when i came back everyone was like cool man you should never should have left anyways and it was like i no one cared that i came back everyone was just so happy to see me again yeah i i think that there people get in this mindset of like i can't i almost can't make the changes backwards you know like i get stuck here and and I thank God you did make that change and kind of swallow a little piece of pride and come back to like, hey, I'm going to get my feet under me again. Because otherwise I wouldn't have met you. And even past that, like, I I love Lubbock. I did not feel that way in my youth, but <laughs> yeah. I love it. Like, it's such a great town to raise a family in. Like, these are, the people in general are good humans. So I did an interview um, a couple of weeks ago um, with uh, a group in Lubbock that, you know, wants to showcase what it means to live in Lubbock, to hopefully bring people back into the city um, and, you know, spark growth in Lubbock, correct? So I gave the the story of, you know, me moving to Dallas, wanting that good change, wanting to, you know, be something for myself, but then... You know, and, and growing up saying, oh, I'm going to move out of Lubbock. There's nothing here in Lubbock for me, blah, blah, blah. Lubbock's so boring. But not really understanding that you have to be Lubbock to love Lubbock. And what that means is like I had to come back. And, you know, once I once I took this job too, um, uh, this job I've been working for, you know, uh, for the last year and like three months, like I didn't understand that until – I wanted to be a part of Lubbock, be a part of this community and be a part of like something bigger, something like th- that bigger change in myself. And and now like I'm like, this is the place to live. Yeah, I mean, it is like, I mean, I think you can put down roots wherever you're at and you can find those people wherever you're at. But I think our little, our medium sized town makes it really easy. Yeah. So with all of that being said, do you ever feel like there's a situation where you should have stayed instead of making the change? Yeah, I constantly think about, um, you know, like I just, I mentioned, I, I, I went to a, a film school in Dallas and that, you know, took all about three years. I worked on some feature films, uh, video games, stuff like that. But like, I wish I would have never gone. I wish I would have, again, looked at what I had around me and, you know, maybe went back to South Plains or because before I moved to Dallas, I was at South Plains College and I was in the 
um, I wanted to be a therapist. I want to be a drug rehabilitation psychologist and like a family marital counselor. And I should have continued with that or, you know, worked my butt off to get into tech and, you know, start building my roots then instead of, you know, spending a ton of money in Dallas going to film school. Like, yeah, it was cool. I got the experience, but starting what I want to do now, I would have preferred the experience here versus in film because right now I'm not using my film degree. And, you know, I know we always say like, (laughs) well, we don't know what the future holds and, you know, maybe I can get back into it. But really with the direction, like I, I'm projecting myself, like I don't have a use for it. Yeah. But would you sacrifice like the relationships and lessons you learned while you were there? No, I, you know, I, I do have, I did make some really cool friends. Um, some lifelong friends too. Uh, the lessons I learned were like, I don't, you know, I don't want to be taken advantage of and I don't want to be broke. <laughs> well, those are good lessons. Like those are, those are both solid lessons. <laughs> but I mean, if, if there was one change, if there was one stage in my life where I, I didn't, I shouldn't have accepted the change, it would have been that one. Yeah. What about you? Um, you know, my, so my initial reaction to this was very much so like, no, my, my issue was the opposite was like, I stayed when I should have made changes. Um, you know, like I was in a, in a pretty crummy, like long-term relationship previous to Jonathan. And it just like, wasn't, it was not a healthy relationship, like just all around, I mean, even just what initially drew us together was basically our hurt and our negativity, right? And that's just never a great foundation for for relationship. Um, and instead of just, like, leaving and gracefully, like, hey, this is not for me or whatever, like, man, I hook, line, sink, like, was willing to drown in that thing. Um, and so it's like I almost... Whenever it came to personal relationships in my younger days, I was very willing to uh, stay instead of letting that change go and just saying like, hey, something else is going to be out there and that's going to be good too. I would like almost see it as like loyalty or like I I would very much so be like, my love can change them. Like, oh gosh, girl, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, and I, I think that not only would I be better off, but I think that the other person would have been better off, you know, like I think mutually we would have been better off, like just for everybody's situation had we, we been willing to make a change earlier. Um, but regardless, like it is what it is. And I learned some really good lessons about myself. I learned good lessons about relationship and boundaries. I learned some really good lessons about, you know, my pride in thinking that my love can change people because I don't know if y'all know this, not listeners, but your love is not enough to change anyone. Like that, that is all going to have to be straight from God. And whether or not he uses you, that's one thing, but it's, it's got to be him. Like it's not going to be you to change people. Uh, <coughs> uh, <coughs> sorry. Uh-oh. I know. Um, 
<clears throat> so yeah, no, I, I really feel like in my younger days, my issue was more, I wasn't willing to change whenever I really needed to change. Um, I, I mean, I kind of think of like the company I'm with now, I left them in my younger days for about nine months and I kind of wish I hadn't. But then the flip side of that is that I did learn some important things about myself in leaving and like about really and truly what I wanted to make, like how I wanted to make this company my career. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think I would have saw that if I hadn't have ever left. I feel you. That's good. I mean, again, finding the positivity in those changes, like is, it's probably the best best thing to to do to overcome that change to overcome those you know those big cliffs that you think that oh man i'm gonna jump off and i have no one to catch me or have you know no support to you know get safely to the ground and all in all like you do like you have you have support you just you you need to look at the right times because there's a lot of people backing you and a lot of people willing to give an extra lending hand but just you taking it you know taking advantage of that opportunity is is really what can support you through this change it is like i think having a strong support system like that's everything and i i think that particularly when it comes to changes <coughs> if you know you have the right people on your team and on your side that are going to have your back through those changes like i think that it makes it a lot easier to jump you know yeah 100 percent. um but i think that I think that oftentimes we kind of let our pride get in the way of really getting the help we need through those those transitions. I think so too. Um, definitely, you know, have been there. Like I've been like, no, I can do this. You know, this is my, I used to say in film school, um, I'm not going to wait for, because uh, everyone tell me, you know, good things come to people who wait. Yeah, have you heard that? Yeah, of course. I in film school I convinced myself that I wasn't going to sit around and you know wait around for good things to happen to me. I was going to make those good things happen. Well, I I mean I do think that a little bit of both of those things are true, you know. <coughs> yeah. Like sometimes you do have to put the time in, you know, like I didn't I didn't come into my company in the position I'm in today. Like I worked my way up it. Um and it, it took time, and even now, like, I'm not to the point that I want to be at, right? Um, yeah. And so it's something that it's like, yes, like, you, you do sometimes have to wait, and good things will come to those who wait. But while you're waiting, you still need to be working towards that, too. Like, you can't just, like, lay there and, like, expect it to happen. Like, it, it takes a little bit of both, patience and hard work, like that's what it is if you want to get to where you're going like if any goal you know like I've heard people before be like well I'm praying about it and God will just send it to me or God will open the door I'm like I mean yeah sometimes sure but like God God can have the door wide open but if you're not walking to it or you know not realizing that it's the door that you're supposed to open right but I mean it is like you still have to walk to the door and get through the door like he'll he might open a door for you but if you're not moving towards it if you're not working towards it like you're not gonna be there when he opens it yeah see i grew up hearing uh god will show you the door it's up to you to open it not 
he's gonna go ahead and open this door i gotta walk through it oh i like that i think that's cool yeah <laughs> and you know looking back there was tons of times where i was like is this the door i should open and i was like nah it's not it's not but it you know it reminds me of um i don't know if it's a joke or what but it's like uh you know there, there's a flooding and a man's on stranded on top <laughs> of his roof and he's praying to god please god please god come save me come save me so a boat comes by hey man do you need a lift no no no, no. god's gonna god's gonna save me okay they drive off helicopter comes by hey man do you need a lift no god god's gonna come save me god is gonna save me so the water keeps rising 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 this dude's like god where are you like come save me come save me ends up drowning gets to heaven and he's in front of god and it's like why didn't you save me and he's like well i sent a boat and i sent a helicopter but you kept passing him up <laughs> it's like those doors are there but like open one and see where it goes yeah 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 or like i see a lot of people pass up really great opportunities because they're just like they're so stuck in their insecurities you know? yeah that that that's the scary change that probably i was trying to refer yeah or, or the bad change you know yeah, but it is like at some point you just got to jump. And again, like I always think like, okay, in my worst case scenario brain, like I always say, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario, I walk into this and I'm like, ooh, all right, this is not for me. So if I walk in there and I, I say, ooh, this is not for me. One, do I have an option to adjust the role, the situation, the environment or whatever to be something that's going to fit me better? Yes or no. If the answer is yes, I would have that opportunity. Okay, then like, let me give it a shot. And if I need to adjust, I know that that option is there. Two, like if I, if I walk into it and the, the answer, I guess, is no. Like I don't, I can't adjust that. Can I move back? What, what is my exit route? What are my options at that point? And then mapping out an option that I would be comfortable with or I would be good with if that position doesn't work out. And just always knowing, like, I'm going to figure it out. Like, one way or another, I'm going to figure it out. It might not look the way that I think it might look right now, but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, that that's a really good way to look at that. But a lot of people will be like, oh, no, I can't do it or whatever. And it's like, you haven't even tried. Man, you're not even betting on yourself. Like, guys, like, if you don't bet on yourself, if you don't think to yourself, like, this change is coming, right? And it, it's it's not necessarily a good change or a bad change. It's, it's going to be whatever change I make it. Then make it what you need it to be and go. Yeah, 100%. I, and it's like, it's so funny because like I've talked about, you know, a couple of things that, you know, would be fun to do. Not necessarily like <laughs> it's been my dream or, you know, I'm not going to be like, I've always wanted to do this. You know what I'm saying? But a couple of fun little activities, you know, have come across and everyone's like, dude, you should do it. Just, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And you're just like, nah, like, I don't, I don't think that's going to work. But I mean, I think that there's, would you agree if I said there's some things that you have to be reserved on? I mean, yeah. Like, I, I think you always need to be smart about it. You know, like, if I look at a change and I say, I'm not going to enjoy that. Like, let's say another, a new job opportunity opens, right? Like, 
from time to time, probably at least a handful a year, like somebody reaches out to me, be it on LinkedIn, be it through somebody I know or whatever about a different job opportunity, right? And so they always kind of send me, it always starts with like, hey, I have this opportunity. Here's like a brief overview. Here's what this would look like. Da, da, da. You know, and initially you might be like, well, that, that sounds kind of cool. Well, that's, that's interesting. But overall, like, is it going to be the things that I truly enjoy about my job now? Yeah. Like, and, you know, I just, I don't know that anyone out there can really replicate the things that I really love about what I'm doing right now. Like, I just don't think that that's out there. And so if I already know, like, nothing about that feels like me, like none of it feels true to what I'm wanting to do or what I enjoy about what I'm doing or, you know, whatever other 20 things you want to put in there. Um, you know, it's just, I, then yeah, like don't do it. Yeah. No, I got you. Like I, I'm open to change professionally. Our personal change takes me a minute to wrap my brain around, but professionally, like I'm pretty open to change, but that's still like, I'm still smart about what changes I make because I'm not just going to make a change to make a change. Yeah. You got to assess, like, what is this going to do for me long term? Who is it? Who all is this going to affect? You know? Like, yeah. I I can think of for you, like, people being like, oh, my gosh, get back in this band or do that. But what's that going to do for you? Like, you really love your time with your girls. Are you willing to take on something that takes you away from that again? Yeah, that's true. I I don't I know. I mean, you know, it, like if if this new position was like it's going to be 10 hour shifts every day, maybe you have to work, you know, one 14 hour day a week. I would say no because that time with my girls is like too precious. Right. And so it is like Change just for the sake of change isn't really, it's, there's no benefit there. Yeah. But it is walking into everything and saying like, is this change going to be a good change or a bad change? Like, is this going to suit me well? Is this on my career path? You know, and then if it's, you know, you're like, yes, it is on my career path. Yes, it is something that's going to suit me well. Yes, yes, yes. But, ooh, I'm scared. Then that's where yeah. you have to go like, okay, do I have an exit plan? Do I not? Yeah. And what does my support system look like? Right. And like, especially whenever it comes to job things, it's, can I talk to my superior? Can I tell them these are my concerns? These are my, I mean, I, I'm going through one something very similar to this, like with one of my girls right now, like there's a big step in her career that's come available. It's like time to make that move. She's always been like, yes, that's what I want. Yes, that's what I want to do. And now that it's time, she's like, ooh, I don't know. I have all these concerns, like, and all these kind <laughs> of, you know, uh, insecurities that I don't know if I can do it because of this or that or this or that. And, you know, we've been able to have that conversation. Like, let's talk about what this would look like for you. Let's talk about the pros and the cons. And ultimately, whatever she decides to do, I'm still going to be a big cheerleader for her. Yeah. And so you kind of, before you take on those, you know, big steps and stuff, you have to ask yourself, like, are the people around me going to be the support system I need them to be to really take this on and do well at it? Yeah. That, I, I like that. <laughs> Did that all make sense? I feel like I'm talking in circles. No, I mean, it all, it all makes sense to me. 
Okay, good. <laughs> well, um, um, do you have anything else on change? No. No, I don't. I mean, I I think it's just like anything else. It is what you make it. Like, you can't control all the change. That's that's change that's the most scary. <laughs> but think about it. Look at it. And then decide whether or not you're going to jump. Yeah. And if you're going to jump, then jump. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. I was going to say pull the trigger, but don't, that's a terrible um, metaphor for that. Yeah, analogy for that. Don't, don't pull any kind of triggers um, when, when it, you know, comes to your life. (laughs) Uh, Unless you're in danger. Unless you're in danger. But I'm getting off. But anyways, yeah, take that chance. Like, I mean, worse that could happen. You're back in the same position you are right now, getting a game plan together you know, planning your next steps and then really pushing for, you know, that positive change in your life. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know, just we're we're all on this journey and this journey is full of ups and downs and changes and I don't know, get people around you that are willing to ride that journey with you. Yep, yep, yep. So that's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, My voice is going to leave me soon. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go ahead and call it. We won't do a do pick one. A, oh, we can do a pick one. Okay. Um, we don't have much time. Uh, what would you rather do? Go golfing or go fishing? Really? I can't think of anything else unless you got one. <laughs> I mean, do you know which one I would pick? Golfing? Yes. I One, I've never actually been. Well, okay. No, I take that back. I have been fishing. Um, I went with some really good friends of ours, and it was the time Annabelle got her nose caught. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was funny. It was so funny. I one of our friends, uh, young boys, I think, was trying to show off a little bit to Annabelle while the adults were talking, and he picked up a, a fishing hook and cast it, even though he was given very clear instructions not to. And it caught her right in the middle of her nose septum, like it looked like a bull piercing. And she's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> she took it like a champ and was super, super cool about it. It was so funny. I mean, at the moment, I was just like, I had no idea what to do because I don't really fish. And I was just like, okay, look at me. Stay calm. We got this. And the the other dads, Jonathan wasn't there yet. I think he was still at work or something. And uh, the other dads, I mean, they jumped on it. They got that thing out of her nose and did Jeffy. Um, one of them is married to a nurse, um, and she was like, ah, she's fine. Like, you know, just keep an eye on it, you know, clean it a little bit. It'll be fine. Um, and it took her a little bit to get warmed up. The poor sweet boy. I mean, he, he had a good intentions, never (laughs) in his wildest dreams that he think that that would happen. (laughs) He was mortified. Um, and Annabelle, it took her a little while to like warm back up to the fishing, but I'm so thankful for, again, like our friends and our support system because they were patient with her and really hung in there with her. And like by the end of that day, like she was, she was good with it again and she was engaging. Um, but now, you know, she jokes like that, that, that sweet, uh, sweet friend of ours, she'd be like, well, he caught an Annabelle. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> I I would pick fishing or uh, golfing. I'm sorry, because I suck at fishing. 
like suck at fishing and I, I don't know how being quiet. No, I okay. it can be pretty, you know, quiet and calm, but I just suck at fishing. I don't know if it's a skill I never developed. Like I went fishing with a my family and there's like three other families there which had you know a lot of kids at this literally like a fishing hole like they emptied out a pool like a swimming pool like a public pool put a bunch of you know stuff and water and you know they would dump fish like once a month in there so there was a ton of fish in there all the time i loaded up my hook fished for like two hours and didn't catch anything like the fish weren't even biting my hook like everybody else was catching fish. I even went to the other side of the pool where nobody was. And I was like, well, maybe if they're getting taken up over there. You went to the other side of the pool? Yeah, because I just said they turned that pool into like a fishing oh, yeah, hole. Yeah. So um, didn't catch anything all day. And from that moment on, I was like, I never want to fish unless I fish with like a stick of dynamite or something. Wow. Yeah, because I suck at it. I think that your patience is not there. And your ability to be, like, quiet and still is not quite there. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. But well, also, I don't think mine's there, so. <laughs> well, all right, everyone. Well, uh, we appreciate you listening in. Um, again, um, weigh your options on your change. Um, take that jump if you want to take it and, you know, do right by you. Yeah. And Merry Early Christmas. Yes, Merry Early Christmas. Everyone have <laughs> be safe and... Uh, have fun with your families. And we'll see you all next week. Or like, y'all can all hear us all next week. <laughs> okay. I love you. I love you.